Well, hey, everybody, I'm Tim, and welcome to Cigars Daily Live, coming to you from sunny Phoenix, Arizona, with a troubling episode. Something sunny. It's dark outside. It's dark outside. Well, it's sunny here. I'm trying to give the people the impression of what it would be like if they were here, and also the fact that like so many people like come in and they're like, I had no idea you guys were in Arizona. Like, oh my gosh, you're right here. I'm 15 minutes down the road. How many times have you heard that? Uh, hundreds. All right. We're guys coming to you live from dark Phoenix, Arizona, depressed <laughs> and sad. Yeah. Is that better? All right. Yes. I, it's, guys, it's an amazing show. Last week on the episode, I was maybe a little arrogant, maybe a little pompous, full of myself, a douchebag, because I was going on about everybody's nodding in the studio right now. Douchebag. <laughs> Douche. Uh, I was I was going on about how I'm so excited that I've been on the internet for so long without like really stepping in it without really we even made fun of some celebrities that have stepped in it and then this week I I I fully stepped in it and so tonight Tim really stepped in it this time uh, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about that about what happened I'm worried about some things going on with Twitter we're going to talk about that we're going to help the FDA out a little bit believe it or not it's a it's something that we need to confront as a group of cigar smoking people. Of course, my name is Tim and I am the host of this show, but all of you watching at home, you're the co-host. So drop your cigar comments and questions down below. And we got some people helping tonight. First of all, off to the side of the camera is Terrence. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, how are you Hello, doing? Terrence. Hey. Ter we're going to get Terrence a camera and a chair and some stuff like that way is, yeah. I'm more of a more of a contributing party. But behind the camera is Billy the Kid and Dust in the Wind. Thank you. Uh, just to start it off real fast, sound is good this week. Everyone's so far. Talking in okay. sound and we, good. Yeah, yep. we also did a live tech rehearsal. You want to get internet. closer to that mic, Billy? I was up on the mic. You were uh, like up here. Sorry. Can you, can I, I need you touch like... it with your tongue when your tongue sticks out? Now we're thinking about we the people. Yeah, All right. And behind you guys, it says Tim. Oh, yeah. Kate. All right. So I have been boning this for the last two weeks really bad. We have a podcast now. Okay. Get it wherever you get your podcasts, unless you get them on like Apple podcasts, because we haven't cracked that one yet. But, you know, Spotify and all the other stuff. I don't wherever really your know. podcasts are found. Wherever your podcasts are found, go look for the Cigars Daily Podcast. We're literally going to be uploading this show plus the after party Ooh. to as a podcast so that, you, you know, truck drivers and nurses and you know, ton tunnel what? workers. I don't know. Who, you go with nurses. <laughs> nurses listen to podcasts? Like Do they heart while surgeons, <laughs> lung cancer doctors. Lung I don't know. <laughs> Specifically this this one. Specifically this show. Auctioneers. Look Find them wherever podcasts are found. And uh, I want to get to your guys' comments and questions. Billy is scouring them right now to find the best ones. So let's kick the show off with a couple of those. Is that okay? You got... I got some. You got some. Let's Sounds go ahead and start it off that way. There's a lot to talk about tonight, so we'll get just a few of these. Mr. and Mrs. Ciceron. Did you pick that? Because I was going to read <laughs> Sorry. Partially. Sorry, sir and madame. Hey, Tim. Jacob here. Uh, first time watching the show live. New and happy because I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you so much for joining us for the show. Uh, if you just do me a favor and put the phonetic spelling of your last name, I will commit to immediately forgetting it. Uh, let's grab another comment right here. This one is from damn it, Billy. what are we doing here? Is Benoit Suave. Benoit Suave. Thank you, Benoit Suave. Benoit. All right. How long does it take to ship to can't ship 
to ship in Canada and Ontario. That depends on which custom agent is going to open your box and take all the items out of it. It's actually like a huge issue right now. By the way, to answer your question, like a, like a couple of weeks. Two to 12 weeks. Two to 12 weeks. <laughs> and that's actually honest. I've seen that. Yeah. Have you really? Yes. Lately, we've been getting things rejected from the border. We got to be careful how we talk about this. That's but true. They we're getting things stuff. rejected from the border and returned orders. The boxes are empty. Oh. Yes. Yeah, like the customs is like, oh, we can't put this through. But by the way, we also took everything <laughs> in the box. It's like these people are famously just take whatever they want. I that guess. makes right? me wonder. So do they pay to send us back an empty box? They pay postage on that? Or no, they don't pay the postage. It's just the remainder of the paid postage they receive. Ah, I don't think they they just do hit return to sender and it goes back minus what they took for themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you're sitting at home trying to figure out how to feed your craving for cigars, Get a job at Canadian Customs and just steal them. <laughs> That's easy, right? Okay. Uh, give me one more comment and we got to move on. I, there's concerning stuff going on that really has me deeply worried. This next comment is from James April. <laughs> Tim, I followed your instructions on seasoning my humidor. It's perfect at 71%. Thank you for the video on YouTube. You are welcome. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about a video on YouTube that I screwed up real bad and pissed off a guy that I don't traditionally like to piss. Off. I mean, it's fun to piss these people off, but uh, I don't like to do it. But first, uh, I want to talk through a couple things with you guys. Number one, I want to tell you about the lineup for tonight's episode. Still going. It's a not so secret code. Okay. Not secret, not secret. But there's 25% extra value on like almost everything. So his code Almost is Xmas25. Xmas25. You find it on the homepage. There's Cigars Daily Plus. And please learn more about that because there's incredible value going on, especially if you need stuff and like wanting to get it and do that in time for Christmas. Go ahead and check that out. All right. Uh, let's keep cruising. Guys, Twitter. Everybody's talking about Twitter. And I am... I think I might have changed my position on the Twitter thing. Okay. okay. So up until now, I've been very excited about the, the free speech thing. But then I saw something that made me wonder if free speech is really something that people like me should have access to. Uh, when I opened the Cigars Daily Twitter account this week and I saw this tweet, uh, Marcelo Santos says, hey man, greetings from Brazil. Your content is helping me a lot to training my English listening. And now I don't feel like Marcelo's going to make it. We're going to have to <laughs> step our listen, game up. Probably listen to the wrong guy. <laughs> I'm worried about him because now I feel like he's going to walk around talking the way that we talk on the show. And that's not good. Pretty, pretty fur. Pretty, pretty, pretty fur. <laughs> He'll do a great uh, Swedish chef accent. And that'll be about it. <laughs> He'll just be like, hey, everybody, I'm Marcelo. <laughs> And today is a great day. He'll be sitting in the middle of the night. He'll be like, here we are in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> this is great. I love it in here. All right. Well, Marcelo, uh, we're praying for you. Best okay, there we go. Best I will enunciate all my words for you to understand, Marcelo. Yeah. we. I literally read all of the graphics for tonight's episode correctly during the rehearsal, which means that the show should be a, an abomination of English <laughs> you listening. Read his, you read so. his tweet fine. I read his tweet just fine. But it, it, in all fairness, and Marcelo, we love you. It was in broken English. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's learning from you. What do you expect? I know. What do we expect? Okay. Uh, Billy, feel free to pull up some comments as we go through here. If you see one, just snap it up on the screen and I'll stop yabbering. You're the nerd! Hey, there he is! He's in a camera on Terrence. I know we do. Okay. 
Uh, I wanted to, I want to get you guys into how I really stepped in it. Okay. Because I'm, I've definitely upset the wrong people. Um, and if you guys haven't followed this, I'll, I'll give you the details. You can catch up on it very quickly. Uh, first of all, I put out, a, uh, I, I do this series of videos on the channel here called like the, the ultimate smoke down. And the goal is to take like a couple cigars from a manufacturer and then line them up to see like, what are the differences? You know, I did one on uh, Espinosa's La Raña line, right? Like we did the La Raña Reserva, the La Raña Escuro and the La Raña Azulejo. And I smoked all three of those cigars at the same time to kind of highlight the differences. Now, very much true to form for me when I make video, like a video idea of something that I can replicate, an idea that I can do again and again, like a cigar review or a smoke down, I come up with a criteria because it makes it easier to do. But then I made the horrific mistake of doing this with some of Steve Saka's cigars. Dun, One of the dun, most opinionated dun. guys in the cigar industry and, and like totally un unfortunately for me, really knows what he's talking about a lot. So I did this, the Dunbarton Miquelida Ultimate Smokedown. He's got three different Miquelidas now, all three of them with broadleaf wrappers. I posted this video this week, and within two hours, like just two, <laughs> two hours of posting the video, I get a text from the from the VP of sales for Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. And he's like, hey, Steve Saka wants to do a rebuttal of your video. So he posted this online on his Facebook page, rebuttal by Steve Saka and pretty, I mean, pretty well ripped me a new one. He said, there's going to be put plenty of blood on the floor when we're done with this one. He was right. And he had an issue with a few of the things that I picked out about the cigars. One of them is a criteria piece that I pick out about like ash, about the ash on the cigars. And then uh, I forget what the other big thing he had was, but what was the issue with the ash? Cause I don't actually watch your videos. So <laughs> what was that issue? Well, I, you know, this is so interesting. Cause I, you know, I put together three rounds, like a fight, like three rounds of cigars go through one round on presentation, one round on construction and one round on flavor. And so like, you know, for presentation, it's the band, it's the wrap relief. It's the, uh, it's the cap on the cigar, I think. Mm -hmm. And then for the construction, it's like the draw burn and ash. And I'm talking about the ash. And Steve was like, he's like, this guy is, just this is the most asinine thing to talk about the ash. He, he, said, talk, he said asinine. I think he said asinine. I think he called me asinine. I think he said bullshit. Wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the worst thing he's called me, certainly. <laughs> uh, but when he goes on with this, he talks about how the ash does have a purpose, but like the idea of a cigar holding a long ash is not in like significant identifier of the quality of that cigar, how it was rolled, the quality of the leaf, or anything like that, which is very fascinating to me, but at the same time. Like when I make videos, I also make them from the standpoint of as like I was a consumer for most of my cigar smoking career. And now I'm a cigar professional guy. I think it's one of the things that helps cigars daily and helps with our videos is that I speak from the perspective of just a guy that's always loved cigars who's now in the industry. And so my plan to rectify this is to do another smoke down uh, for Steve Saka cigars where I pretty much only talk about the ash. <laughs> that seems like all right yeah it seems like yeah. a fair thing to do seems foolproof okay let's go ahead and grab some comments here billy that is how i majorly stepped in it this week and uh and just fair warning i might, might not be the last time even this week i'm prone to do it again i think the longer you do this stuff eventually you just say something that you're like whoops i shouldn't have let that out of the bag just landmines everywhere it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah good you consider no. your professional title to be cigar professional man or cigar profession man cigar profession man okay yeah, like a a professional cigar you need man? a business card that's specifically for Marcella, who's learning English right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Swanson, cigar profession man. Okay, <laughs> let's grab some comments, Billy. What are people talking about down below? Chuck 
La Chance says, what are the best flavored cigars? None of them. You know, you know, I, so here's my deal with flavored cigars. I want to level with you guys. I don't do a lot of videos about flavored cigars because I never really pick them up and smoke them of my own volition. Even now, I smoke a lot less mild cigars than I used to. I smoke a lot, a lot more stronger stuff, even broadleafs and Mexican San Andreas wrappers like in the morning when I first get here. Now, that being said, on occasion, I'll pick up something that's infused. And there's a few that are kind of my go-tos. And let me let me give you my gripe about infused cigars. And there's plenty of people like sitting in front of their TV or their laptop or their phone right now. They're like, blah, 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 blah. that was just fine. Infused. What are you talking yeah. about, Mr. Cigar Professional Man? Yeah, Mr. Cigar Professional Man. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I I don't like an infused cigar that tastes like, like the second you put it in your mouth, it's like the cigar's coated with something that coats your palate. And then all you taste is like a sweet additive that was added to the cigar. So for me, the, the prerequisite of a good infused cigar is something where you can taste the infusion, but also all that the premium, you know, tobacco has to offer all that the leaf and the blend in that cigar has to offer. And there are a few that I think do this reliably well. One of them is, and it's been my go-to infused cigar since, you know, I first got into the industry and that's Drew Estate. Uh, uh, tobacco especial, yes, sir. specifically the Dolce. Oh, yes, sir. Somebody put the Negra in the, if you can find that one, throw that yeah. comment up there, really. Somebody said that the tobacco Negra is, and, I, and I'll tell you, the tobacco especial from Drew Estate is one of the most, yeah, tobacco especial Negra is fire. Thank you, Sean Turner. Now, that being said, there's a lot of competition coming out in the flavored world. Even though the White House has already declared that they're going to kill menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars and cigarillos and everything like that, companies seem to just be pissing out these brand new infused blends. And one company doing it is Macanudo. Mm -hmm. The M by Macanudo is one line of cigars where you get this great balance of infusion and, and added sweetness to the cigar and that premium flavor profile in addition. And just very recently, I'm having an impossible time getting a hold of them because they're backordered. But when you can find them, the new M by Macanudo uh, vanilla, French, French vanilla. vanilla, dark rum, and cocoa mint. Yep. Ooh. Pretty, I mean, they pretty, seem to pretty be directly going after Java. That's what it seems like. There's yeah. like no other mint cigars out there. And I, I don't know how Macanudo gets away with it, but they did. Don't Java me. mint is probably going to be on that recommendation list. Yeah. I, uh, it's like smoking a thin mint. If you guys have any ideas, it's, you literally taste Maduro and mint is just a thin mint. Cigar Terrence has got to be our infused cigar, uh, like aficionado. Cause I, you know, like you, you smoke that stuff. I I'm trying to complete your humidor. So I have to smoke it. <laughs> Only if you, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I, I have my hollow notes for my flurvers. <laughs> yeah, well, let's keep cruising, guys. Uh, I, I Man, I've got a lot to get to tonight. So I want to grab a couple more comments, Billy, and then we're going to jump into we, the FDA needs a little bit of help. So I also want to get to the pick of the week. Josiah is on. Is this a, is this you? Is this you? Yeah. Josiah's in the studio tonight. I want to make sure it was the same <laughs> Josiah. Okay, good. Uh, Nub versus short story. Who wins? This is a great, Ooh. so short cigar Vitolas are like a big thing. Mm -hmm. And when Oliva said, we're going to put out nub cigars, everyone laughed at them. Of course, the Artro Fuente short story has been out for much longer. Now, if you're going to ask who wins, 
If you're asking who wins in terms of flavor, that's going to be a, you know, cigar smoker to cigar smoker answer. Some people will like nub. Some will like that short story. I'll tell you, short story is one of the one of the most popular cigars of all time. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't sit here and say like nub wins easily. You know, the, the short story out there, like people are always kind of looking for it, and kind of falling in love with it. So I, you know, but the other thing, the weakness the short story has is it's just a Cameroon cigar. If you don't love Cameroon cigars, the short story won't offer you the same thing that Nub will with a Connecticut, Cameroon, Habano, Maduro, Cane Nub, and the a Melania, a Siri V Melanio Nub now that they the do Nub nuances. Edition. The Nub nuance <laughs> that are coffee and chocolate flavored. So, I mean, it really depends on what you mean by who wins. If you're talking about in terms of variety and like quality, I, maybe Nub would just spank all over it because there's an army of them already. Okay. Um, that could be a smoke down right there. It's a short story versus the nub Cameroon. I, I, and well now, but here's the thing. Everybody's going after short story. Now mm -hmm. I've seen three or four manufacturers in the last year or two put out a short Cameroon, like double perfecto short figurato -y thing. That's it's basically a, it's basically a short story, mm -hmm. but a lot of them are even more inexpensive. I think short stories around six bucks or six fifty yeah, right now. The, the CAO one was the was CAO is five bucks. So mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who wins in the long run. All right. One more comment. And then I want to do a pick of the week. We've got somebody who's topping the charts on pick of the week. John Caro says, have you noticed construction quality declining with many cigar brands? And why? I smoke about 30 cigars a week and smoke pretty fast, but 20% are tunneling and developing mouse holes, et cetera. Well, there's some things you can only avoid talking about for so long. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, Dustin, you work here. What do you think about the quality of this? Have you noticed a, a, a noticeable downgrade in quality? Uh, yeah, it kind of seems like it. It seems like during COVID, a lot of the manufacturers were selling a lot of cigars because cigar smokers were staying home and they kind of oversold their wholesale stock, so to speak. And so they're trying to catch up rapidly with restocking their warehouses to keep up with what they sold. I think that's a fair assessment. There's a couple other things to consider as well. They're not totally unfamiliar to Dustin, but here's what I would tell you. A lot of rollers have left to come to America through our open borders for the promise of a better life. And these people spend a lot of time learning how to do this really well. Rolling a cigar is an art form that takes a long time to perfect. Doing it reliably and consistent, consistently to where you don't have draw issues or burn issues takes even longer. Now there's a lot of factories that are training up new people. And I, I don't know what proportion that is. I don't know how many of them there are, but yeah, it does seem like there's like I'm going personally through more lighter fluid than I usually do touching up burns on cigars. And I'm kind of like, well, yeah, it seems like there's some issues there. So I guess keep your lighter there, keep it filled because usually for me, for the most part, it's just touching up the burn around the edge because it starts to canoe or something like that. Those issues are not that bad. A tight draw is pretty bad. You'll be going back to your cigar shop and saying like, hey, this, this thing doesn't draw at all. Can I do something about it? I hope that that helps at least a little bit, but yeah, it seems like there'll be a little bit of a time of this. And this is something this is like not new for the cigar industry. This is something that these cigar making families know how to deal with. It's the kind of thing that has happened before and they're going to deal with it, get it right and move on. And I think that you'll see this be like a blip. It's, it's transitory. <laughs> Growing pains. Careful. So you're meaning it's going to be here for a while. Got yeah. It. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and get myself a little, a little curly haired wig. It's transitory. <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep cruising. Uh, I said I said that would be the last comment. So let's go ahead and jump into a segment uh, that we do every week here on the show to honor the people in our group that we love. This is the Cigars Daily Nation 
pick of the week. week. Now, I did a video on the channel this week that I've wanted to do for years, okay? Coming out with, and I see people doing this online, it's too cold to smoke in many parts of the country, even northern Arizona. It gets cold up there. And in other places, like really cold, like 15 degrees, zero degrees, negative 10 with wind chill or some crap like that. And I see people that will go out and build like a temporary cigar lounge in their backyard with a tent or uh, or something like that, some kind of structure in their backyard. Though they'll, they'll seal it in, they'll put a space heater in there, they'll put some kind of smoke situation. And I made one of these, and so I and I wanted to do it for under two hundred dollars because if anybody is incentivized to teach you guys how to smoke through the winter months, I think that I would be. So the I try to do this. Man. What's that? The cigar professional, the man. cigar professional man. So I, so I did this and was actually really impressed with how it came out. You guys can watch the video. It's on the channel. It's probably the last thing I posted before this video, but then I was scrolling through the cigars daily nation, Facebook group. And one dude crushed it with his winter cigar lounge at his house. This is the one I want to show you. There's a bit of a story with it. Uh, you might even be looking, probably people are watching this kind of looking in their backyard right now. And they're like, could I put a tent out there? Uh, here's another way you could go about it. Get the same thing done. This one's from Mike D. He says, so last summer I bought a Mustang convertible and I drove it all the time. Last fall, I built this carport to keep it in over the winter. Then I got into a wreck with the Mustang this summer. Uh, don't want the carport to sit idle. So... I present you with the beginnings of a smoke shack. Key features include the propane patio heater, a fan for ventilation, and the projector, which is much easier to take inside from the cold than the TV would be. Already tested it on the Chromecast, and be sure to watch Cigars Daily Live tonight. Fantastic, Mike D. We appreciate you and hope that you're enjoying this. He said now he just has to choose a stick and a drink. Take Now, you can see the door here that he's got one of those stand-up fans uh, that is just sitting right where the door is. And he's actually venting smoke out of his, you know, exterior cigar lounge here, which I recommend that if you could, if you got to choose between cleaning the air or actually venting the air, venting is just, it's better. Uh, you cleaning the air isn't like a bad thing, but one is better than the other. Now take a look at the inside. He crushed it with a projector and his chairs and that gigantic propane heater. That has got to be one of the best places in his state to have a cigar. And presumably at some point he'll rake the leaves out of there. I don't know. I don't, you I'm also not. crushed it reading all of that with no mistakes. No mistakes. He's also training somebody right man. now. That's right. Professional training English somebody. Marcelo's looking, patting you on the back right now He's from Brazil. Like, very good, Mr. Tim. I like it. I don't know why that's his accent. <laughs> I like it very <laughs> much, Borat. Mr. Tim. Very good. <laughs> very good job. And what is it? All right. And uh, so... I'm kidding. Mr. Mr. Guy. So I want to grab some comments from you guys. And, uh, and maybe even people are telling us where they're smoking right now, because everybody's got to get thrifty in the winter. You got to figure out what you're going to do. What do we got going on? So this comments? one blew my mind. Cause we're pretty, I guess we're pretty spoiled here in Phoenix. Cause if we wanted to, we could be smoking outside right now. We could, it wouldn't so be the most pleasant thing. It would not be, it. but I've never gotten to a point in my life where I'd have to smoke in my truck. Patriot poppy sitting in my truck right now. Yeah. And I, you know what? I've seen a lot of that, but especially if, see, he says sitting in my truck right now, you don't know what kind of truck that is. That might be his job. Like he might be a truck driver. That's true. And there's a lot of, it's funny. in fact, one of the big reasons that we started the Cigars Daily Podcast, 
The Cigars Daily Podcast. Get all your cigars daily in one convenient podcast wherever you get podcasts. But no, like truly, if you're driving for a living, a lot of guys smoke in their trucks, especially if you're, you know, blessed enough to be an owner operator, which is great. You get the convenience of smoking in your truck and your truck is too old to enter California. It's like a double win. So like, yeah, I think that you're going to find people who are, uh, who are kind of out and about trying to figure out where they can be in smoke. Some of you guys smoke inside your houses. Good for you. You're living your best life. That's outstanding. Some guys, their wives are like, hell no, that ain't ever going to happen. No, you don't. So then you got to build yourself a hashtag cigar tent or hashtag. I crashed my, my, uh, you used to do a hashtag into your sentence. Yeah. Hashtag cigar tent or hashtag. I crashed my Mustang and I use my carport as a hashtag professional cigar guy. (laughs) We confirm the truck. No, S10. It's just oh. a <laughs> And I've had an S10, and that has got to be a little bit tight in there. He hotboxed the thing right now. My heart goes out to you now. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. All right. What's the next one, Billy? Next comment right here is coming from Julie Floor. She says, Tim, I loved your video on the cigar tent at your cabin. John and I are planning to recreate, but with an Eskimo ice fishing tent. Smoking a filthy Viking Lancero, by the way. That's outstanding. That's a cigar I've not been able to have for a long time. Uh, Yeah, the Eskimo ice fishing tent seems to be the preferred tent for building an outdoor hashtag cigar tent. Okay? Because... Still a hashtag cigar tent. Now I'm just doing it to piss you off. Like, truly. (laughs) It's working. All right, good. I'm going to... We're going to hashtag get some more comments in a second. Uh, Yeah, I bought an ice fishing tent yesterday to smoke in from Dallas. Like, and I think the idea of those ice fishing tents, which again, never been ice fishing because I've never seen ice before. uh, But those things have got to be rated down to pretty damn cold. Like you could put a little space heater in there and probably be pretty comfortable because you're you're ever fishing around ice. Is that, is that the rating? It's, it's something down to pretty damn cold. Yeah, it's like whatever normal is down to down to pretty damn pretty cold. damn cold. Yeah, hashtag pretty damn cold. <laughs> That's exactly right. Hashtag smoke tent. <laughs> I wonder how much are those Eskimo tents? Can someone I, fact check? I that live in Arizona. Me? I don't know. <laughs> you can't even buy one here. Even Amazon Prime is like, nope, <laughs> nope, we're not doing that for you guys. You guys suck. All right, uh, give me one more comment while we figure out how much those Eskimo tents are. So Eskimo tents go anywhere. So Cabela's has one on sale for about three hundred sixty dollars, and then Bass Pro has it for about seven hundred forty. Now, my tent was not an Eskimo fishing tent. It was $80, and it was made by Ozark Trail. What tent was that? Ozark Trail. No, your hashtag. My hashtag cigar tent. And it was knit together by children in China. So, you know, that's why it was $80. But I would say, yeah, you got to decide sort of what you want to get out of your smoking experience in the winter. And if you're going to, if you smoke a lot, like on a daily basis, yeah, an Eskimo tent makes really good sense. And you can set it up for the winter months, tear it down in the, in the summer. There's a few guys that have them in the Facebook group that sort of use them throughout the winter and are always posting in them. And I love seeing this stuff because like, it's, it, it's a thing I talk about with cigar people. Like if you're like some, there's some weird thing about cigar industry people and cigar smokers and people in the cigar uh, industry who do the sales and stuff and the farms and the factories these people just figure stuff out. They're like they're like survivors who are not going to be put down or put away by stuff like weather or hurricanes or governments or, you know, whatever it is that tries to stand in front of you. They're going to find a way to enjoy the thing that gives them a little bit of peace and a little bit of relaxation. All right. And yeah. they can do it with this code. 
And you can think, wow, Dustin, mm, some, mm, somebody with, that, with the transition, somebody knows a review is coming up. Um, yes. <laughs> check it out on cigars, where we'll be going for the after party in just a little bit. We've extended this not so secret extra 25% value, pretty much on everything. Uh, check that out on cigars, Speaking about transitions, you spoke about governments. Yes. I think we have to get some Thank you. headlines. I think we do. Thank you, guys. Damn, you guys are doing like the whole show for Terrence, me. Terrence, we need to raise. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so let's talk about what's going on in the cigar world with some headlines. We got to talk about what's happening in the cigar world today. Uh, you know, I've, I've mentioned this a lot, but I'll say it again because I like saying this. I did not ever count on seeing any legislative wins for premium cigars or for any segment of the, you know, luxury tobacco world when I started doing this, I really thought that it would just kind of be a continued slow, you know, killing us. And we've had a lot of wins in court. It's been really outstanding. And I just kind of starting to feel for the FDA, like they're kind of missing out on some, on some, on some good stuff, on some things that they need, some tools to get their job done. So I'm going to tell you about a headline. I'm going to ask for your help for the FDA's sake. Take a look at this. They just lost in federal court. Kind of big. Uh, court blocks FDA's plans for graphic warning labels on cigarettes. So this is the idea. You can see a picture of this right here. You can read more about this, learn more about this on Half Wheel. Uh, these guys report on a lot of good stuff. Them and Cigar Aficionado, we like them a lot. But you can see these graphic warning labels up here. If, you are, if you're watching this from anywhere other than the United States, you're familiar with these. That's uh, the pictures. In addition to the Surgeon General warning, which is what we have here in the United States, or the, or the written warning like tobacco smoke can harm your children, stuff like that, they include a devastating picture. Something to really crush your dreams, to make you know that if you get this product, not only harming yourself, you're harming everyone you've ever met. And even uh, if you're not smoking, you're even if you're not smoking, you. just thinking about doing it is not healthy for you. And now the FDA can't do this stuff in America. And they really had, I'm sure they had some outstanding pictures. Um, they have to just keep relying on text, I guess. And the problem is we all see the text on our, on our, you know, cigar packaging, whether you're buying, you know, snuff, snuff, cigars, cigarettes, you know, cigarillos, gas station cigars, they have a surgeon general warning that'll say stuff like, you know, smoking can, you know, is, can lead to birth defects. Smoking can cause cancer of the mouth, you know, tongue and throat. These are very serious warnings. And I just wonder if they're not as tailored to the target audience as they want them to be. And so I thought maybe we could help uh, them by recommending some surgeon general warnings that would actually hit right at the heart of cigar smokers, the kind of stuff that would truly terrify us. And that's where I'm going to ask for your guys' help tonight. I'm going to ask you to post comments down below to recommend some surgeon general warnings that would truly scare cigar smokers. Smoking will give you a gap in your teeth. <laughs> It can very well do that, I think. Yes. I'm going to give you some examples here. That's an outstanding one, but I'm going to show you guys the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Start putting your comments down below. Uh, but like stuff like, I think if the FDA were to put this warning label on a cigar box, they would be more effective in reducing the number of overall smokers. Surgeon General Warning. If you spend enough money on these, your wife gets to take half your crap and then leave you for a guy that will teach your kids that hunting is for weak men. Oof. And calls him dude and stuff. And probably drives a Prius. And drives a Prius. 
Our Prius drivers tonight are like, what the hell? Come on. I'm smoking my Prius. They're smoking their cigar. They're There's like, hunting their is for weak right men. I don't know why the guy driving a Prius suddenly has a southern accent. All three of us did that. All right. <laughs> so there's one. There's a, that's an example of something I think would actually sort of hit the nail on the head for cigar smokers. Stuff that would really scare the hell out of us. Here's another one. Surgeon General warning. If you're heterosexual, smoking makes you look gay. If you're gay, smoking makes you look like Tucker Carlson. <laughs> That's the kind of thing I think would terrify just about anyone, straight Anybody. or gay. I, that one would ultimately be longer to be inclusive enough to be put on anything, I think. All right, next one. Surgeon General warning. These cigars are only like three or five years old. Oh, and the man. way that you're looking at them makes you gross. What are you smoking, Balenciaga cigars? <laughs> <laughs> Balenciaga cigars. Those ones do have the graphic warning labels. Do on. those come what from Epstein Island? Oh, Ooh. hey -oh. Hand rolled by five-year-olds. <laughs> we're diving deep tonight. YouTube's algorithm is just like... Whoa, 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 I think, whoa, I think we're, 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 we're far enough in. We're far we're enough far in. Enough in. We're, we're bought in with both feet right now. Next one, Surgeon General warning. Many people find smoking disgusting. And you might think that's a good thing because it'll you'll be left alone by strangers. But what happens when you meet someone like Denzel Washington and he's all like, smoking is gross, brother. And you just screwed your one chance to chill with Denzel. And now look at you sitting there by yourself like a jackass. What a jackass. I think something like that would cause me to really consider what I'm investing my time in. Is, is is Denzel part of the FDA where he's like, I got cases on every single one of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he comes in like he's in Man on Fire and he's like, this is disgusting. We have to stop it. All right, and then this is my last one, and then we'll get to some of the ones you guys are posting. Surgeon General warning: This one will get all. This one would stop cigar smoking dead in its tracks. Hillary Clinton smokes cigars like all the time. Ugh. If you buy these, you and her are literally the same. I would Even probably smoke less socially, and I would do it. See, behind my house. Does that mean I have to wear a pantsuit? And Instead little half-inch heels when you smoke cigars. <laughs> so now you guys get the idea, I think. Keep posting yours in the comments down below. The one thing that I've learned doing this is that Hillary Clinton is the one thing you cannot mention on this show. Otherwise, people just cringe. And I think if the FDA literally did that, that would measurably reduce smoking. So uh, <clears throat> balls in your court, FDA. Let's see what people are smoking. You don't have to put Surgeon General down below. But let's see what people are saying, Billy. Are there any that won't get us more canceled than the ones we just did? Uh, Surgeon General warning, smoking will cause Biden to be reelected. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Julie Floor. <laughs> Julie Floor comes out with double we just barrel. Went there. <laughs> you know, and, and yes, I can't even say any more about that. If that happens, I mean, it's head scratcher. And I'm and like, yeah, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Next comment, Billy. Not an election denier. Here we go. J Edgar J says, Surgeon General warning, your wife's boyfriend won't be smoking cigars. <laughs> wow. That one... That one depends on how you feel about your wife and her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he already took he, the kids. Why he already took act? the kids. He already calls them dude. It's like nothing. Drives them to soccer practice in the Prius. <laughs> I'm not trying to replace your dad. I just want to help. I, want, <laughs> I just, just want to be your friend. Let's watch that. Let's watch stepdad together. <laughs> All right. What's the next? Call one? me dad if you want to. MN Drummer says, Surgeon General warning. Who are you fooling? She knows how much you're spending. That now. I Yeah. I've seen That's people, I have seen people go to some pre, or request some pretty extraordinary lengths to hide cigar purchases from their significant other. Like people request plain packaging, they request no invoices, which legally you kind of have to put in there if you're going to do stuff like ship. I think, you know, people are legitimately concerned about this. You slap that on the label, on the label, Surgeon General, your wife already knows. It's going to give you some pause, a little bit more pause maybe than the health impact that people look past. Here we go. Next one. 
This one is from Austin Feltz. Warning, cigars are flavored. Oh, no, they're all flavored. Oh, no. Flavored like what? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> These cigars are all infused with death. Uh, that's, that's not the D word I thought you were saying. Yeah, well, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're all infused with dust. That one would get, it. That one that one. get them, too. I'll go back to my Tucker Carlson one. All right, get some more. These are outstanding. Matthew Fox says, uh, cigar smoking increased the cost in gas. Which gas is, is already expensive. Screw gas it. is already expensive, but arguably it would. I mean, sm yeah, smoking cigars helps Putin win the war. Like stuff like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's just play on people's modern fears. But we, I want to keep them with ones that we, that we work all the time because gas will eventually go down or we'll just use hydrogen cars or just, you know, most of the world will die off. I don't know. One, of, one what, of those options. One of those three things and no no other possibilities. Next one. This one is from Johan Asselborn. He says, <laughs> a.k.a. smoking makes you Chad. Nobody yes. wants to be a Chad. Chad. <laughs> Nobody wants that. That's probably Jinx. the most one so far. All right, give me one more. This one is from Notorious Fam. Surgeon General warning, smoking will make it fall off. Oh, ooh. Dude, did anybody grow? Anybody here grow up with a dad that's like, if you if you masturbate, you're going to go, go blind? <laughs> yep. Did anybody do that? That's well, a story. Everybody was it dad said. or stepdad? Either your dad or your stepdad. You're sitting in his Prius having the talk. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, like, don't touch it before marriage or it falls off. It falls off. The funny thing is the 25-year-old guy that's like, is that true? <laughs> like, look, like looking at the crotches of other guys in the humidor. He's like, I gone is it gone oh, just like me just walking that's around me. tapping people what's up man oh okay oh, okay so it hasn't fallen off yet. it hasn't fallen off is that like cigars? year three four where does that fall off <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a new smoker so i just wanted to make sure it still stays on after about one or two right i'm just saying if you smoke cigars you need to wake up and check your junk every day okay all right next one I, this isn't a warning but it just like i don't know where this came from and i think it's because you've gotten so yoked tim that you're starting to get strength tests challenged to you. Uh, do not mm. challenge me. I am here for it. Tim from Slindy says, I will arm wrestle you any day of the week. <laughs> All right. Are you local? <laughs> All right. All right. I'm in for good arm wrestling. Is Am I allowed to kick? In the sport <laughs> that I do, I'm allowed to kick. So oh, I just want to know. Do you watch those arm wrestling where it's like arm wrestling X? Dude, they... I... I Yes. punch each other and fight no i've not seen this after the show we're watching it because they do like so it's arm wrestling but you have so you're trying to get to your opponent but your other arm can punch them as much as you want i love that that is my calling <laughs> and that's the sport i want to do next see i'm getting tired of getting my ribs kicked out of their socket by people smaller than me which happens kind of a lot now but if i could just arm wrestle someone and hit them in the face I'm kind of in. Slap fighting is what I've it's been like slap fighting, the slap, but no, arm the wrestling. Slap fighting is that's the ultimate because these people like and girls are doing it too. Have you guys all seen this? Oh the slap my fighting, gosh, and yes. they just wind up their whole body and just swing it around. And I mean the power. I wish that they would do some tests on how much force they're using. Like I know how you can punch, like a pro boxer can punch with a thousand pounds of pressure per square inch, like a a a, a, a you know a good kick. A good like you know kickboxing kick or a, a Muay Thai kick. Those guys can deliver like somewhere between sixteen hundred and two thousand pounds of pressure per square inch. I mean that's enough. 
that's enough power to break every bone in your face. Like, wouldn't, I mean, it just crushes. Wouldn't, wouldn't Fat Tim be better slapper, though, because he had more weight behind There's it? There's some, like, skinny chicks that do it that get at. Well, and I think it's interesting that they all have to wear ear protection on the ear that's getting so slapped. So their head doesn't explode, I think. Yeah. 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 Well, I'd, I'd say this. Dustin, about what you're saying, here's what I've learned about fighting and losing weight. Well, just slapping. If you Well, slapping is technically – slapping to me is the same as boxing because fighting without rules is not fighting. So it's the same thing. Uh, but it, when, when it comes to losing weight as a fighter, as you come down in weight, there's some weird thing where you just have this sense of the power of being a bigger person. And it seems like you can throw more power yeah. than if you've always been small. Like the guys that I fight at my gym who, have, who are losing weight throw like they threw, like throw punches and throw kicks like they did when they were much fatter. And so I feel like I feel like I'd still I'd still have it. I'd like I feel to like see, Fat Tim could. Come I'd like out. to see you, Tim, and Fat Tim in a slap fight. See who wins. Yeah, I would love to see that too. Let's make it happen. Okay, let's make, let's make it happen. <laughs> All you got to do is go to jail. They'll clone you, and then bring, <laughs> bring done. The clone. All right, give me another comment there, Billy. This next one is from Grim. Arm wrestle and try to maintain an ash. On the other hand, cigar masters. You That's an thing. entire sport. It belongs to Grim. He's got first usage rights on it. <laughs> cigar slapping. I want that on the channel. Shouts out, Grim, with the great comments. That would be a, that'd be a great. That's that would be outstanding. All right, can cigars. we get you and Steve Saka to arm wrestle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'd be down for the slapping. Thing and can too. also can you can you and Warfighter John slap each other? Warfighter John is not allowed to touch my face. <laughs> Warfighter John, the government has taught him how to do things that I don't want him to do to me. Like he would like slap with his thumb and it would go in my ear and my Dead. little brain would just pop out the other side of my head. I'd be done. I'd be permanently done. All right, guys, keep posting your cigar comments and questions down below. We're going to be taking them throughout the episode and make sure that you check out Cigars Daily Plus for tonight's not so secret code, but there's an extra 25% value there. Uh, the code is XMAS25. Check that out and there'll be plenty on the homepage. You can find out a lot about it. Okay, uh, give me some more comments there, Billy. In a few minutes, we're going to go to the after party on Cigars Daily Plus. That's our own platform that gets us out from the sort of watching eyes of big tech, which now also have eyes watching them. So everybody's kind of like paying attention to what big tech is doing to, you know, silence voices, especially smaller voices. And uh, so... I, I don't think that will help us. But at the same time, it's notable. We have Cigars Daily Plus as our safe space for cigar smokers where we're going to go for the after party and eventually end this on YouTube and Facebook. But you can watch the same show is going on there that is going on here. Around. And you can also listen to it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Don't you oh, have yeah. one of those? We do have a podcast now where I'll be uploading this episode to the podcast immediately, immediately after it ends tonight. Uh, let's grab some more comments and keep the show cruising. Cruising. Next comment right here comes from Dilemma Beats. Is it more op optimal to store your stick in the box? <laughs> That's the one you struggle on? <laughs> in the, well, in the box, in the wrapper, in the humidor, to. or just store them raw, unpacked? <laughs> raw. I prefer the latter. <laughs> well, I well mean, Dilemma Beats. I prefer storing my stick in a box. I'm just saying, instead of a wrapper. There's a rubber package that's a lot safer. <laughs> I hear. For storing your stick. Well, a raw a raw stick's more no. fun than a wrap stick. Yes. You store them raw, and eventually some kids are going to be running around. That's all I'm trying to say. So you store it raw in a box. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> 
dilemma sitting at home, just like, God damn, bone, I'm gonna <laughs> correct bull. All right. Um, so let's go ahead and get to this comment for real. You're asking about storing your cigars in the cellophane or not in the cellophane, I believe. Oh, if you're, of course. If oh, you're, if you're asking about and, and you know what? The answer to me is the same in both cases. You, the cigar will eventually probably at a stick will end up in a box at some point. Hopefully. Uh, I hope for, for your sake. Uh, but truly, I talk about it this way. Cellophane, the cellophane that comes on a cigar. I don't even have a cigar with cellophane. This stuff right here. Don't be a fool. Wrap your uh, cigar. <laughs> That's exactly right. I think about cellophane like a condom for your cigars. And, and it, it's literally just like that. Nobody likes this, but everybody likes what it does for them. And like, if you put cigars in your humidor over my shoulder, the, the cigars in this humidor are all in cellophane. It gives you a few advantages. For one, if you drop the cigar, it's going to help protect the wrap relief on the cigar from cracking. And that will happen for you handle cigars enough. Eventually, you're going to drop them. At the same time, in your humidor, if there's any kind of upset to the temperature or the humidity, maybe the humidity drops or the temperature goes up on a really hot day and you, you're not going to set your thermostat really low because you work a regular job like normal people, this kind of stuff, cellophane will actually help maintain humidity right in the direct area of the cigar, even if your humidor's humidity tends to vary a little bit more. So I think that the cellophane has those benefits that make it worth keeping your cigars in the cellophane, even if when you open your humidor, it's like the look is a little bit more sterile, right? Like it's just not as like good as looking at the stick raw, right? Like well, that's, if it was sterile, you wouldn't need the cellophane, right? Right. That's exactly right. right? Nice. But I, I think that there's a benefit to it enough that you should use it. If when in doubt, always defer to using protection. That's what I say. Okay. Also, when you're buying cigars and they have cellophane, you could tell age based on how brown it is. And yeah, sometimes you can just go into a corner, just dig and you find something that's just old oh that age is wonderful well, you it don't want to use that cellophane yeah you don't use the cellophane after that you just cut it and light it yes sir all right next one next comment coming right here we got a few questions in the comments i see strolling through slindy says quick question for you wonderful gentlemen wow. you use that word liberally how in god's <laughs> name have you survived youtube Great question. We don't know. I was just going to say that. I don't know after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, we're still surviving. You know, it, it, I'll, I'll talk about this just for a brief second before we go over to the after party. And, and quite frankly, at the after party, I can talk a little bit more about these things without, you know, divulging. But uh, in the same way that putting cellophane on the cigar takes away from the presentation a little bit of seeing the cigar sitting in its natural beauty, like our videos all kind of have this opaque cellophane around them. I can't do what I would normally do. Like people ask me all the time. We're like, man, they're like in your videos, you're always missing these really great opportunities to name drop things, to talk about, you know, certain things that, that any good, you know, social media marketing guy would do. And I'm like, I literally can't say any of those things. And like, you know, we paid attention to the uh, to the community guidelines early on, and that seemed to help us a lot. And we've kind of dodged and weaved as we've gone. But just so you know, like the reason we built Cigars Daily Plus is because it's like it's like target shooting blindfolded. Like there's literally like a lot of times the the rules and regulations on how stuff goes is not clear. There's no way to be like, I, if I do X, Y, and Z, I know my videos will be 100% safe. And even now we do, we do suffer some of the, uh, I don't know what you call it, censorship type stuff that's going on. And so Cigars Daily Plus is the place where we'll always have our, what, what our goal is. 
the best damn cigar content online for free for you in exchange for the simple opportunity to offer you the best value we can in cigar knowledge and learning. So uh, I would say keep checking out Cigars Daily Plus. And yeah, we're going to keep walking on eggshells every single week to try to continue to have this this platform right here, which we value with you guys. We'll do it for as long as we can. Thank you for asking that question. It was a good one. Yes, I've Philly. got a question that you've never had asked to you before. Ever. 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 Check out the podcast. <laughs> uh, Charles Joseph, how do you leverage your experience in music ministry in your career as a cigar retailer? I'm going to answer this one, guys, and then we're going to head over to Cigars Daily Plus for the after party in just a minute. Uh, yeah, if you guys don't know, before this, I was pastor. I worked in a church, and I did music ministry. I went to college for this, and uh, I got a, a degree of master, uh, Bachelor of Science in music ministry with an emphasis in jazz bass. Now that degree mm. is kind of like a, uh, a surgeon degree, right? It was like a nine year degree. But it yeah. took me six and a half or six seven years to years. get. Yeah. It's like a law school degree. Right? Yeah. It's a very serious degree program where I very seriously screwed off the is, entire time. Is that where they taught you to sing like Chad Kruger from uh, Nickelback? Him, him, <laughs> picture. Yeah. No, it is fair to care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, it's weird because what I learned doing church music, I use all the time. Like it, the crossover was crazy because at a church, when I worked at churches, I was like on Sunday morning, I was in charge of what a church would call the Sunday morning experience. That is like all the volunteers for Sunday morning and like uh, making sure that they have their marching orders and the actual run of the service and the, the organization and structure of the service and the music and the lighting and the audio and the video and the graphics and like in charge of all that stuff. And then suddenly I'm creating lighting and, you know, audio and video and stuff for cigar smokers. So, I mean, literally I, I talk about cigars and just not Jesus publicly anymore. I talk about Jesus with my friends and I talk about cigars with my friends and I love it that way. Like, this is great, but there was a huge amount of crossover where like my background in production became what my, what's my foreground in cigars. I hope that helps. Thank you. There's yes. one more question. Last one. Get it. I'm new from McRibs. Better get to McRib's question quick because McRib is not always <laughs> available. He's going to pull his comment here. Select pretty soon. times of the year. I'm new. How do I get to the after party? So if you guys want to know, the after party is on cigarsdailyplus.com. On the homepage, you'll see the same thumbnail for this episode. You guys can go there, click on it. You'll be watching this same episode right now. Although in a minute, we're going to end it right here on YouTube and Facebook, and we're going to continue it on Cigars Daily Plus. Now, Creating an account there is easy and free. It requires your name, a username, an email, and a password, and you're in. But also give it a little bit of time to load because we don't have YouTube servers. We have our own server that we pay for. It's ridiculously expensive, and it just takes a little bit of time to get in. But you'll still be able to leave comments there, and we hope you guys will enjoy the censored, free, free of censorship experience that we provide on Cigars Daily Plus. Please join us again for another amazing episode next week, guys. We're going to continue hanging out through sort of the end of the year. We are going to be taking uh, Sunday off for Christmas on the 25th. There won't be an episode, but there will be one next week, so stay tuned for that. But jump over to the after party, guys, because we're going to continue hanging out over there, and we'll see you guys on the after party in just like a couple of minutes. All right, bye now.
And we're back. Welcome to the after party. Shit titty bitch. Thank you, Terrence. I appreciate it. So you can say and do what you want here. So here's what I couldn't answer on the other thing. On YouTube, okay, I can't talk about selling channels. I can never say cigarsdaily.com. Uh, that would get us kicked off instantly. I can't put links in the description to anything. I actually got a community guideline strike one time, which on YouTube means that they basically shut your channel down for a week. Okay. <laughs> Keith says, shit, tittle, fuck. <laughs> what's fuck a, yeah, Keith. What's a tittle? Do you know how many emails I get per week from people saying, you know what you guys should do? You should put links to your website and your promotions in your uh, description on YouTube. Like, yeah, yeah I know. Like, I know. like people <laughs> talk to me, to. Yeah. like now people talk to me, like I don't know anything about marketing <laughs> and they're like, what you should like make a sampler for that. I'm like, I do make a sampler for the video. It's on cigars daily. Plus it's the only place I can put it associated with the video. If I put it on YouTube. So I got a community guideline strike and YouTube shut our channel down for a full week because we put a link in the description to Bovida's website. Bovida? Bovidainc.com or whatever the fuck their website <laughs> is. Like we put the link in there to that. And then YouTube shut it down and like, well, this is paraphernalia. And then I called Bovida. They called it paraphernalia? Paraphernalia. What? And I called Bovida, who has a YouTube channel and has been linking to their own site. Well, paraphernalia, Bovida does put their humidification packs in marijuana. They make packs specifically for marijuana and packs specifically for cigars. So technically it fit into it. But they also make it for food storage and yep. wooden instruments. You know, yeah. What percentage is marijuana stored at? It's, 40 it's like 40 or 42 percent or something like that you don't want it too wet now no you don't want it as wet as we want it you don't want it that wet you want to take it out of the cello raw and put it in a box uh okay a says fuck youtube thank you i appreciate that yes, sir. uh yeah and now now i'm actually curious this is what i want to do i want to go on twitter and i want to put up a series of videos where i say things that i can't say on youtube and just like, see how they do and not things that are not true like things that are true like there's no evidence that smoking cigars is anywhere near as bad for you as cigarettes. Ooh. There's no evidence. In fact, there is no conclusive evidence of any significant health increase in health risk from smoking cigars. Like, and that's from the FDA's Doesn't own the study. FDA say eating red meat is more of a health advisory than smoking cigars. Yeah, they don't, well, more... I, I mean, you could defer that from the information they've put out. They haven't come out and said that because they would never say that. They would never say that. Even if, even if it was like, even if, even if they're like the FDA study, the results showed that smoking cigars helped you live an extra 10 years, they would say, oh, our research shows this, but you shouldn't do it because it'll kill you. Like they're, that's their stance on it. They're, they're going to take that stance no matter what, right? It's like having an argument with your wife. No matter how right you are, you're wrong. So that's the FDA. Even if you both agree. Even if you both agree. <laughs> Allison and I were fighting about something the other day that we both agreed on it completely and we were still fighting about it. It was fantastic. All right. Let's grab some uh, comments, Dustin, Billy, whoever the fuck is back. Wait, read switch, them. Wait, switch I, it. I have to grab. You can just lap it with me. Okay. Here. I want you guys both in that chair. I'm going to grab the comment. <laughs> All right. I got one. There's a little broke back moment right there. Broke back between you. you and Steve? John Caro said, that you said cigarsdaily.com on the YouTube when talking about the discount. Might want to edit that. It was cigarsdailyplus.com. I said cigarsdailyplus because I would never say cigarsdaily.com, but I can get away with saying cigarsdailyplus.com. So in addition to being a, like a backdrop of, uh, of like if our YouTube channel went away, this would be here and I could continue sharing stuff with you guys. In addition to that, this website also acts as a buffer 
in between our videos and Cigars Daily. So I can put all the links in, in on this website that I want. And I really do put coupon codes with all the cigar reviews. And whenever I talk about a brand, I make sure that that shit is on sale. So it's available for you guys. And then I just put them here on this website. That allows me to reference it here. This is like my uh, link tree. What do those only fan girls put up? It's link like a link trees. to their what, link. What do you tree? mean only fan girls? What do you put on your only fans? Um, feet, my feet. <laughs> Pictures of feet that I can get at you're, Walmart. You're acting like you don't know about OnlyFans when you have an OnlyFans site. I do have an OnlyFans site. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was asking. Just, I think I also have a yours? link tree. I think that's what's on our TikTok account. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand social media, guys, and I don't learn anything I don't need to know. So when I was putting together the podcast, I literally <laughs> had to learn like how a podcast works. Very uncomfortable. All right, next one, Billy. <laughs> Joe Pacifico asks, Tim, any chance you'll carry the Tatuate? In the future, picked up their advent calendar for this year and have really been enjoying them. Here's my problem with Tat. I like Tatsuwahe cigars. I haven't had, I've had one Tat that I was like, I don't like this. But I, Pete Johnson makes some outstanding cigars. With Tatsuwahe, in order to capture the Tatsuwahe crowd, people like you who are asking about this, you have to carry so much of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to have a huge section with Tatuaje because they make so much. They've got so much in the way of limited releases that you have to dedicate a large portion of your humidor to it. And right now, our humidor is pretty much maxed out. If I was going to do another brand right now, it would be Ashton. And that's probably the next brand we have queued up because with Ashton, we would be able to offer people Ashton and La Aroma de Cuba and San Cristobal. And to me, that seems like the the between Ashton and Tat, like those would be two of the brands we don't currently work with that would be like, yeah, this would be a strong move to provide what people are really looking for. I probably lean toward Ashton. People, but you guys can give me your impression in the comments. Just put Ashton over Tat or Tat over Ashton. Like I, I'm always watching to see what people are saying and what people really want because that's all I really want to do. I want to carry the cigars that you guys want at prices you want to buy them at. So, so Tatuaje is probably the number two brand I get asked about most in customer service. More than Ashton? Number one is Davidoff. But yeah, so when I, when, Davidoff's when, a tough one. When that, people that, ask me about yeah. Tatuaje, I'll just refer them to this video as the reason why we aren't carrying them. Well, we carried Tatuaje early on. Like we, we, I carried, but I didn't carry a lot of it. And so it was never really that effective. And so I, you know, maybe we'll see. Nothing That's a good that. segue. Good job, Dustin. That's your second segue of the night. <laughs> yes, sir. Disco asks, seriously, what's the deal with Davidoff cigars? Okay. Why are they so expensive? <laughs> Recently, I got bored, watched a few cigar-related videos, and all were about Davidoff cigars. Then I saw their prices. So the question that you're asking is really this. Is Davidoff a company that makes really good luxury cigars and that's why they're expensive or is Davidoff just a brand name that carries sort of the weightiness of it that they can make these cigars and charge that much. That's not a question that I can answer for you because truly we could take a hundred cigar smokers and you'd get both answers from them. some would say, Oh yeah, Davidoff is just a brand name. I would never pay $30 for a Davidoff cigar. I would never do that. And a certain portion of them would be like, no Davidoff is where it's at. Same thing could be said of Padron. Same thing could be said of Cuban cigars. And so, you know, for me, I, I guess I got my own opinions on it. What I'll say is that I respect the fact that Davidoff has maintained the quality of their cigars and the, and the perceived value of Davidoff for so many years. Like there's no websites where you can buy Davidoff cigars for $3. And there's a lot of other like really high-end luxury brands that have been around forever that you can. 
Like one of them rhymes with Blohiba. Is <laughs> that pretty? How'd I do? I, uh, it works. For I me. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I've seen. I mean, I've seen high-end cigars online that are like 80 percent off, and you got to wonder. You're like, wow. Like, is this is is the brand still holding its validity? I I love Cohiba cigars. I think they're good cigars. Uh, but with Davidoff, they they also managed to control the distribution of Davidoff really really tightly and that's why you never see deals on them so i do think that they put a tremendous amount of effort into making sure that davidoff cigars are of the highest possible quality uh and and as a shop what you have to do to carry them it's it's weighty i mean it's a it's a massive investment to carry davidoff cigars so something we talk about from time to time here next billy next this one gets brought up a lot and i think the rest of the country is catching up with phoenix with no humidity outside so Edgar asks, what's the proper way to lower the humidity of a cigar? I keep mine at 65% in the humidor, but house is 30 to 35%. And some of my cigars are cracking when smoking. This happens when I smoke outside as well. So this is one I also, just like the hashtag cigar tent, I want to do a video on this as well. It's called dry boxing. Okay. And essentially Ooh. the idea is boo. You don't like dry boxing? Oh, oh you don't like dry boxing. So he's like dry he's boxing. booing hashtag okay. cigar tent. No, I was booing some dry boxes. (laughs) Uh, Here's what you do. You take a, like a cigar box. Okay. Just a cigar, not a humidor, a cigar box. And then you've got basically an intermediary stage between your humidor and where you're going to be smoking, where the humidity is lower. So if you're at 65%, you're going to go down to 35%. You, you take whatever you're going to smoke the next day out, maybe 24 hours before-ish, a day before. You put them in the dry box and you just sort of let that humidity step its way down. So maybe instead of being at 65%, they'll drop down to 50 or 55%. And then when you take them down to 35%, it's not as much of a shock to the humidity of the cigar. My sense is, and dear God, if Steve Saka watches this, it's just going to be a fucking train wreck for me. But my what I what I hypothesize happens is your cigar is basically a bunch of rolled up leaves together. All of those leaves are are containing humidity. And as the, if a cigar was to dry out, the first leaf that would dry out is the outer leaf. That's where the humidity would get sapped out of is that that wrapper leaf on the outside. And as we all know, when a, when a leaf dries out, it shrivels a bit. So if that wrapper leaf is shriveling around the binder and filler leaves, which still contain more humidity, it, it may just explode off the cigar. And that's what I see happening the most. The wrapper leaf cracks or it starts to split and really seems like, you know, a fat guy in a little coat. Like it's just kind of like you, you bent over in your pants and it just was too, a little too tight. And you split your pants. Too many McRibs. Too many McRibs. That's a problem. I, I have a question for you. What do you call it when you smoke half a cigar on Sunday night? You leave it in your ashtray over there in your office and you smoke it on Monday. Slumming it? That's, that's, that's cloping. <laughs> <laughs> From a restaurant. I'm going industry. into a recession, Dustin. You got to pinch pennies. You're going to have to pinch okay. those pennies. So it's you know, just responsible then. Well, this is this is some of that shit that cigar smokers talk about that I don't put a ton of weight in. There, people ask you, like, can you, can you even put a cigar down and then relight it later on? Could you even do that? Like, yeah, you can. I do that all the time. <laughs> yes, all the time. We had a Jim. Jim yeah. will smoke a half a cigar in the evening, leave it on his ashtray outside. It's thirty nine degrees outside right now. Thirty nine degrees. It's like twenty four percent humidity. I mean, it's like, and then in the next morning, light it up and finish it. And truly, I've done this too. I usually leave them in the in the ashtray on my desk in the shop. But like the next morning, I'll come and light them up. As long as you sort of blow the smoke out of it and then let set it down and just let it go out. Then the next morning, you knock off the ash. 
get a nice black clean, you know, embers or relight your embers, then you're good to go. You won't get, it's like a, I say, think of it like an injured athlete. You won't get a hundred percent of the experience that you got when you first split it up, but you'll get a lot of it and that'd be pretty good. Still a player. Don't the, also Wilson. Yeah. Don't the Seahawks have some injured players right now? Isn't yes. that a thing? Yeah. You, well, they so also you guys, have you some... guys are, are not sports ball people and you're trying to talk shit about the Seahawks. Well, yeah. I'm not gonna what talk I think shit you're about talking about is Russell Wilson yeah. just got sure. hurt. <laughs> I'm not going to talk shit about Steve Hawks. I don't know his Seahawks. name. I just Steve know. Hawks. The Steve Hawks. I'm just going to say that they have some <laughs> they have some injured fans tonight. So. Okay. Oh, oh, is that oh, oh, again. After losing well, the Raiders. What? If you had a team, you said it'd be the Vikings in the lounge, right? No, I said that I sort of defer to the Vikings because I'm Scandinavian and my whole extended family from Minnesota. Well, the Vikings lost. Suck it, bitch. Hey. Hey burr, 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 burr. To the Lions. I'm going to. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick a football team and then I'm going to get into fantasy football and whoop your ass. Good luck. Challenge you should pick uh, the Broncos. They're really good. They have Russell yeah, Wilson. Thank you. Thank you. Because of everybody in this room, you're the first one I'll take advice from. The person I just vowed to destroy. That's always, that's always the smartest thing. Broncos, huh? All right. What's the next comment, Billy? Disco asks, at Cigars Daily, is this shitty economy the reason we can't stack coupons any longer? Or did you realize how great of a deal you were giving us shocking prices back in the day? And does, uh, does that have to do with the military coupon? The fact, yeah, the biggest change that we've made, because our site-wide coupons have always excluded things like Padron. Like, literally, if we discount Padron, they won't sell to us. So we don't do that. And we make less on Padron than we do on pretty much everything else. Um. And so other brands we protect because yeah, low, if it's low margin, yeah, we do that. But then also, yeah, the deals don't stack with coupon codes. And to, to answer your question, both, <laughs> it's both of those things. Yeah. Both. Um... Yeah. It's interesting as a, as a company grows, you're, you're like, you're always looking out for like, how do we protect people? But also how do we make a set of rules to govern things like discounts and promotions and things like that, that work across the board for everybody. And like the more people that come in, the more consideration you have to make because people are always working to get that best deal and you want to provide them the best deal that you can. And sometimes the best deal that there is, is more than the best deal that you can. So yeah, we're, we're just trying to make sure we protect cigars daily so that we're here next year and the year after that. There's a specific question for Dustin and I, Oh, good. that oh. was asked in YouTube earlier. And so we're going to ask it now. Epson Ty Hansen is saying, hi, Billy and Dustin, what's the difference between Placencia's six toe natural versus Colorado Claro. Why that why hell is he asking specifically so I don't know. you guys? I think that I mean I'm not butthurt about it. I had a six to last night. You did. I did. Is the Colorado Claro the Davidoff? I thought the Claro was the natural. No, they're, they're the ones of San Andreas. Okay. Let me help you out. Oh. Isn't that oh. cuz so there is a so there are multiple ways to describe a wrap relief on a cigar. Natural and Maduro. That's kind of the way it's been done for consumers for a long time before yeah. the boutique cigar era. Then there's also this like list of like Claro, Double Claro, you know, the Colorado. Escuro. Escuro, <laughs> yeah. There's like, and it's like five terms. And then there's what we have today, which is like artisanal names for all the rappers, what they really call them. Your Mexican San Andreas, your Broadleaf, your Sumatra, your Cameroon, your Connecticut Shade, like technical Bono. names for the wrapper leaf. Placencia's new Alma Fuerte, the Colorado Claro, is what you would also call the natural. That's what I thought. Yeah. So they're the same cigar. There's only two 
six toes that Placencia makes, that six-sided cigar. There's the Alma Fuerte, that's I guess Maduro, which is the original Alma Fuerte, the dark San one. Andreas. And then there's the Colorado Claro or the Natural. And those are the two different ones. But for the two of you, have you both had the Colorado Claro? I have not. Well, I've had the natural, so yes. Yeah. And I would say the uh, the regular Mexican San Andreas is better. Say what? Well, that's fact. I'm okay. getting booze from the people in the studio. Josiah has spoken up. What do you think? Which uh, Out of the two? I, You know, for me, it, it's really about occasions. Because, well, uh, okay, gun to my head, the Maduro, the dark one. Okay. Yeah. But is the it, Colorado Claro, I, I love. But the thing is, I don't. The, the six-toe, that six-sided cigar, it is Placencia's number one selling cigar. Yep. It's the thing everybody likes. I just don't want that because I don't usually smoke six-by-sixties. It's yeah. six-sided, so it's great. But like, if I'm going to smoke a cigar, like a six-by-fifty-two is sort of my dream. And they did release the uh, Alma Fuerte, Colorado Claro, or Natural, whatever you want to call it. Eduardo. In a, Ed, Eduardo. Yeah, yeah, Eduardo size. That's basically a long Toro. I think it's a six-and-a-half-by-fifty-two. Yep. That was another thing Steve Saka bitched me out for. I said oh, the Saka Khan was seven and a half by 54 and it was 7.25. This moment. I know. I, I know. I, I, that's fine. Whatever. Go for it, Billy. And then drummer asks, is Davidoff discontinuing Camacho cigars? <laughs> this is, this is what I love about the after party. Cause I'm just going to, I should pull my chair out here. Oh, he about to get in. He's he he yeah. digging in. We've been about this for a while. <laughs> You about to go all shit city bitch on it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Pam. Uh, this is my Davidoff rep. So Davidoff is uh, is one of the four largest cigar companies in America. They're a conglomerate that owns a number of brands. They own Davidoff brand cigars. They own Camacho. They own Baccarat cigars, the most popular sweet tip cigar around. They own Avo cigars. They own Cusano and like a bunch of other stuff. And... We've carried Avo before. We discontinued Avo. We discontinue a lot of stuff. But we've still carried Camacho. And we've always crushed it with Camacho. And I'd say that the dollars I spend with Davidoff are probably down this year, about 70% over last year. And every time I was talking with my Davidoff rep, she would be like, oh, by the way, we're discontinuing. You know, at this point, they've discontinued the distillery aged. They've discontinued the yellow band Criollo. They've discontinued the American barrel age. They've discontinued the Nicaraguan barrel age. The stout barrel age. The stout barrel oh, age. Man. I mean, like, and those are ones we just sold a ton of. The best and ones. So I go back to her and I'm like, yo, what is going on? And truly, that because Davidoff is such a huge brand and an international brand, they have international interests. And a lot of cigar companies are trying to sure up their foothold on the international market. Something's moving and changing in the international market. I don't fully understand, but there's a lot going on in the world of cigars outside the United States right now. And if you go to a cigar shop in a non-American country, outside of America, not more than one <laughs> thanks for the clarification. Yeah. If you go to a cigar shop outside the United States, what you're going to notice is basically two things. Cuban cigars and Davidoff. Davidoff is one of the biggest internationally distributed brands outside of America, other than the Cuban brands out there. So Davidoff is truly investing themselves in whatever their business model is. But right now that's not Camacho. And like, I've even, I've been grilling them. I'm like telling, I'm like, when are you guys going to come out with a new Camacho that I can like love and enjoy? Cause I love Camacho cigars. And right now it looks like there will be a, uh, a factory unleashed three coming out next year. 
but I don't see anything substantial coming to the core line. If they do, it would be a surprise to me, but it's something that I'm kind of asking about regularly, especially like I love working with Mike Davidoff rep. She's awesome. And like now there's just not as much of an opportunity there. So, and it, and it also seems to have to do with the tightening of things right now. A lot of big businesses are looking at a recession next year. And so they're not like jumping at, at the, high risk ideas. So that's kind of like Drew Estate a couple months ago where they cut back on SKUs. Like they still have the cigars around, but they're cutting down on sizes and stuff like that. Sort of. And, and, you know, a lot of brands are just Drew Estate discontinued 100 SKUs, a hundred different things they make. They said, we're not going to make these anymore. Now, some of that has to do with the supply chain stuff. Making cigars is just harder than it used to be. The availability of the tobacco is somewhat limited. Tobacco is more expensive. The rollers, you're training new rollers. People are leaving to come to America. And the, the cigar ring companies, the box companies are having a real problem with output right now. And so if you own a cigar brand like Terrence Cigars and you make 80 different SKUs, you might like you, you've got a lot of back orders. You, your shops are ordering stuff that you can't ship to them. You might say, okay. Instead of making all 80 of the cigars that I make, I'm going to go ahead and eliminate half or two thirds of them. And we're going to make our top 20 or 30 SKUs. Now, one SKU is one size of one blend. So if you got a blend that you make it in a, a Corona, a Robusto, a Toro, a 6x60, a Churchill, and a Torpedo, you might say, well, this year we're going to make it just in the Robusto, Toro, and 6x60. We're not going to make any of these other sizes. Then you would be discontinuing like four SKUs. You'd still have the cigar, you'd still have it in some variety, but you just wouldn't have all of the, you know, extra frilly stuff that people, you know, that the finicky people really want to get. The like boutique your, smoker guy. The boutique they smoker. Want a he's like Corona every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I really like a Figurado. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, we're not going to roll the Figurados because there's only three people at the factory that can roll those. Right. So uh, some of it, some of it that you're seeing is yes, big companies are really looking at what's going to be happening in the next year, two, three, five, 10, 20, a hundred years of recession. And, and some brands are just facing the music that they currently have. That's like, no, we can't make everything we're accustomed to making. So let's just make the stuff that really pumps and really moves and uh, lower back orders and serve our customers better by having more things in stock, which I think makes a lot of sense. Davidoff, we need a quadruple Maduro, please. A quadruple Maduro in a, in a five, eight, five size or 11 by 16 size. That's a weird figure auto. That'd, That'd be, be a crazy. 11, 16. I'll, I would, I'll try it. I'll Edgar, try just about once. Edgar is asking what discontinued cigar or cigars have been your favorite. Mine is the Muat from Drew Estate. Mm. Although it can be found still, but I don't yeah. think for long. Yeah. Uh, is ooh. the Muat the, the KFC cigar? The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kentucky fire cured. That's supposed to be the same thing as the Muat. And then they had to get rid of the name because it was originally called my Uzi weighs a ton and Uzi pitched a fit about it. And then they called it Muat. And now it's basically just KFC. I think that's all the same thing. Uh, cigars that have been, do you guys have any Dustin, Terrence, Billy, do you guys have any that have gone away that you really miss? I miss a lot of the Camacho. Camacho stuff. style barrel aged. Yeah. yeah. That's the first one we have in mind. Shroot, I do have one. Oh, of Shroot. Of course. <laughs> I mean, that was <laughs> devastating. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think there's a lot of them and I know because I, I have like a couple of them at home and I won't smoke them because I, I, I'll never be able to get them again, you know, and most of them are actually limited edition things that, yeah, that's, that's me too. Like I have a, uh, diesel delirium 2020, but I got that in 2019 Oh, and yeah. I'm just sitting on it. Oh, I'm I gotta see if I, I might have some diesel delirium at home. I'll give them to you. Perfect. Ooh, I've never, not had a lot of archetypes. I've only had one archetype. They were a short. They were sort of short-lived. I think. Yeah, I, I there was a uh, 
man, what are the ones? The the Macanudo Inspirado Brazilian uh, shade. Not the Hamal, the Brazilian shade. I still got that about got brought up yeah. in the comments. Yeah, that was one cigar that I miss. Like I love Joe that Pacifico cigar. said Inspirado Brazilian shade. Isn't Inspirado. the uh, isn't the Mad Mofo going away? Oh, I got to get a couple boxes of those. Oh, those you can't fire. tell me that. Is that one that came from the factory that burned down? I'm not sure. I think when we had Robert Caldwell on and Zach, they said. No, 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 no. He wasn't getting rid of the Mad Mofo. He was getting rid of the Midnight Express. That's right. That's the one. Yeah, yep. That was a good one, too. Oh, yeah. Terrence I knew the, a heart attack. I know. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. But yeah, Midnight Express. Okay. Yeah. Edgar says, no, no, no. The KFC is the fire cured. The regular Muat is not fire cured. I don't care for the fire cured, although they are keeping the KFC. At least from what I know. Thank you. I appreciate that. And they get, I think okay, KFC so is an KFC, important. I haven't had the Muat though. Okay. And the, so, yeah, I, I didn't smoke a lot of the Muats even when they were around. So, yeah. The, and that Kentucky fire cured is an interesting leaf that it sort of remains to be seen what's going to happen with that in the new legislation where they want to get rid of flavors and stuff. Uh, we'll see. Like, can be no characterizing flavor other than tobacco. And that, that KFC just sort of seems like it does have it. All right, Sharoots, where art thou oh, from yes. Matthew? They're coming back. They're going to have an amazing comeback. I think they will do you have any Sharoots left? Again. I do. How many? I've got a pack in Tim's humidor behind him, and then I got one at home. Good. Uh, David G says, Candela leaf apparently sucks to make as it cures uh, at some point really high temperatures. Yeah, well, there's only a few. And, and that, oh, there's another one that Davidoff discontinued the Camacho Candela. Yes. Like they would put that out every year right around St. Patty's Day, which is like perfect time to put out a Candela cigar. And I mean, when I asked about like, why are you guys discontinuing this? They're like, well, it's not that popular. I'm like, how is it that Cigars Daily sells a shitload of what like is not popular? Like we can't we couldn't keep those in stock. Ironic, huh? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, James Nolan asks, can a Bovida pack be bad and put out too much humidity? No. And and I, I've done some testing with this, but the idea with Bovida is that it's a two-way system. So those little packets will release humidity into the air until that air gets to the whatever percent is on the pack, 72, 65, whatever. And if, it, if the humidity gets over that, the pack will reabsorb the humidity, which for a product that is based on the idea of planned obsolescence, where it's supposed to dry up, it's, it, I mean, it's not in Bovida's best interest that it reabsorbs the humidity because people recharge those things and then reuse them, uh, which Bovida says not to do, but everybody does it. And like, yeah, the idea is that you you should see your humidor sitting right where it's supposed to be. Now, occasionally we get a call from someone that's like, ah, I'm using 72% packs and my humidor is at 75%. What do I do? And I recommend typically dropping the humidity of your pack from 72% down to like 65% or something like that. See what kind of results you get. So there is some dialing in, but there always is with humidors of any type, whether it's a refrigerated cooler door or wooden desktop humidor, even sometimes your Tupperware stuff, you kind of have to fiddle with it until you get it just exactly how you want it. Good. We got time for just a couple more comments. So I want to take them and uh, let's cruise. Billy, what do we got? Emin Drummer said, I'll send you my cheroots. He's like, I need to offload these things. He's like, these <laughs> things are shit. These are shit. <laughs> you want them? I'll, you can have them. You can have them. Uh, uh, thank you, Emin Drummer. Aubrey asks, what is the difference between a $2 cigar and a $30 cigar? Sometimes nothing. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's uh, what I was going to say. A $2 cigar is almost always going to be a a Cuban sandwich. So chop filler, the leftovers from making premium cigars, you know, and, and I, I guess the better question for me to answer is what's the difference between a cheap cigar and expensive cigar. 
I've talked about this before on the show. I've met brand owners who have priced their cigars at 10 and $12 because they read some market research somewhere that said that that's the most you could charge that people would still buy it for. And that's fucked up. Like that, <laughs> that I would not recommend pricing your cigars that way. Other people, and now I'm going to, now I'm going to, you know, sort of tag along. I'm going to do that. What was the movie? Brokeback Mountain with me and Steve Saka. People are posting that meme online. Where I'm like yeah. hugging Steve Saka after that rebuttal. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to praise Steve Saka. He'll literally, if he makes a cigar and it's $100, it's because it costs proportionately that much to make. Like Steve Saka has very directly said, he's got one margin for his cigars. It's a pretty standard margin for a cigar maker to earn on their cigars. And that's how he determines the price. So if he releases a new cigar and it's, $16.79, some portion of that, like an, a consistent portion of that was used to make the cigar. So it really goes out of his way. There are some brands who make cigars that are really expensive because, and I quote, somebody's got to. I li I've literally spoken with brand owners who I'm like, how come you make a cigar that's so insanely expensive? They'll just say, because there's a market for it and somebody needs to do it. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't sort of go to the extra length and the extra efforts to put more into that cigar to make it worth that much more. But in the world of cigar smokers, like all of us watching this and in the studio right now, we just care about a good cigar and the quality of that cigar. And you're going to be able to pretty much get that quality for anywhere from $5 for a really good economy cigar that bats above its price range up to about like, to me, $20 is sort of the top end. There's a few $20 cigars that I'm like, yeah, like 20 bucks is fair price for the, for the refinement of flavor that I'm getting in this cigar. But in that range, you should be able to find a price that you're happy with and always be smoking something that you enjoy. And I think that it would be easy for Ian McLean is like, Gurkha. <laughs> um, you should always be able to find something sort of at your price range that you'll enjoy. And like someday, if you get the chance to try the $300 Davidoff, you know, dark night, Witch or whatever they call the thing, like maybe it's worth doing, like see if it's worth $300 to you. I've personally said this many times. I said this when I reviewed Steve Saka's $100 unicorn, I would be hard pressed to say that any cigar is worth a hundred dollars. That being said, I know Steve Saka puts that kind of energy and effort into it. And no matter how much I tell people that I wouldn't spend $100 on it, we can never keep them in stock anyway. So I'll just tell you how it is. Okay, Billy, keep us cruising. There's a bunch of people telling me where I can get some cheroots. So I'm <laughs> from assuming. their humidors? No. <laughs> from, from sites. From sites. From different sites. Is that what you were just looking up? I, I, uh, I, uh, Are you back to Googling other where to buy shrew? Billy is literally shopping other cigar websites while we're doing this show right now. There's some pipe websites that I'm looking at. Come on, be fair. Damn it, I need to get more of those shrews fast. There's one site they said that rhymes with uh, Mops and Magars. It's a horrible rhyme. No, yeah. They're, they're, okay. Don't be a rapper. Let's go ahead and get Don't another comment. I want to get March Montenegro says, oh, how I envy you guys. Uh, when you guys say 30 bucks is an expensive cigar, come up to Canada. Then we will oh. talk. Yeah. And that's the other thing. You know, we take it for granted in the United States that you can go get a cigar for two dollars right now. No matter what you do for a living, you can afford to smoke a premium cigar. Yes. You know, even if it's a Cuban sandwich, I count them as premium cigars. And you can't do that outside of America. I mean, a two dollar cigar here is like eight or ten bucks there. A $10 cigar here up in Canada is going to be $20 or $25, just no matter what you do. And now Cuban cigars have all taken a huge price hike. So it's got to be even more expensive in Canada. Like a $10 cigar here is probably $30 there. I mean, 
It's pure madness. I don't know how we're continuing to go on. Billy is striking out on his second website looking up cheroots. He's doing it right now. <laughs> I wish we had as you're talking. Set up. Fucking do it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. My credit card is like attached to that. If you put something in there, you really just use my credit card and then. Hey, check cigars out. daily's buying from us. That's awesome. <laughs> Damn it. You're going to get a shipment and be like, son of a bitch, Billy. What are all these shirts for? Why the fuck is there a pallet of cheroots here? <laughs> Would you all say right. the uh, the Woody was worth 50 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it that. It's seven hours. So I usually try to like negotiate it, but seven hours for 50 bucks. That's true. That, that's better than most dinners. That's better than like most yeah. movies. Like it yeah. is definitely worth it. I, and that's actually how I measure the quality of it too. For the length of time that I am enjoying this and the price that I paid for it, how does it compare to other forms of entertainment? Yes. Like I'm going to go spend 10 or 20 bucks if I get popcorn at the movies, 10 or 20 bucks for a movie ticket. And that's about two hours. So if I go to a poker game and I'm throwing in 20 bucks for the blinds and I spend eight bucks on a cigar, like it's better entertainment. It costs a little bit more, yep. but the quality and the value is there. That's a good way to look at it. And the Woody is another one, by the way, that I've literally, every time I talk about the Woody, I'm like, nobody should smoke this cigar unless they've like lost a bet. Because it's just insane. I've Apparently, still not smoked one. Yeah, Billy hasn't smoked one yet. I just win all my bets. So You win all your bets. I didn't even lose a bet. I just fucking did it. <laughs> I just lived my fucking life. <laughs> there's, a, there's a video going to be coming out this week. I'm going to respond to haters. And one of the haters on that video commented and said, now Tim is finding people to peddle his cigars in his lounge or something like that. It was like Tim is literally having people smoke the Woody in his lounge to sell that cigar. Yeah, like like smack my head or something like that. What the fuck? And it's like, well, I mean, the perception that some people have of the way that I come up with video ideas, I'm like, okay, now I got to have customers start talking about the cigars. Like, no, like, no, like Terrence was like, I'll do it. Like <laughs> I'm gonna sit here all damn day on Saturday. Yeah, get away from my girlfriend and everybody else. <laughs> Fuck it up smoking a cigar. David G says smoke the fluver. FLBR cigars this weekend. Not too proud to admit they were delightful. So you, you some just solid had the yacht ones. Rock. I had the yacht rock and I did not like it. You didn't like yacht it rock. It just tasted like like medicine to me. It was like heavily maraschino cherry, yeah. and I couldn't taste the like tobacco flavor. I, I smoked the um Space ski chalet. No, no. I smoked a ski chalet and it tasted like a s'mores. Did it make it feel like you were in Hot Tub Time Machine, the movie? A little bit. Great okay. White Buffalo. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get some more of these. Billy, what else you got? Read another comment for us, brother. Emin Drummer said, I thought it was a funny damn video. Loved it. Talking about Terrence's video. Terrence's video. Yeah. Sometimes the video is born just out of the fact that somebody's like, I'll do that. And I'm like, good. I have a camera. I'll, I'll be there. Like you literally came up to me. Can I record you? I was like, the fuck? Yes. <laughs> Put my face on your channel. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm not secret anymore. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. So when is the Billy Woody video coming out? Soon. When is Billy oh, Billy's been itching to put his Woody in, fr Woody in front of a camera for a long time. <laughs> yeah. You got to zoom Only in. Only but... slash Billy's barrels. <laughs> Billy's barrels. Stare down this barrel and you're going to be amazed. March Montenegro says, here, just to give you a, a capture, Cohiba Siglo Robusto is $108.50 per. What That's, is it here? We don't sell them here. The Cohiba yeah. Siglo Robusto is a Cuban cigar. But a Cohiba, a Cohiba Red Dot Robusto yeah. is $25 bucks okay. or $22. So I got a Siglo Robusto. I had to go through one of those duty frees from like Monte Fortuna, blah, 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 blah. And I spent about $45 for it to get shipped here. Wow. 
And no offense, it was boring. <laughs> it was boring. I'd rather have a Dominican or a Nicaraguan stick, but that that puts a capture on his where he could probably go in retail and he has to spend a hundred bucks when I just got it shipped to my house, had to wait right. about a month and a half, but I got it for a little over 40 bucks. Well then, yeah. For and then stick. So that, that, that's a box price. for. But when did you cigar. do that? I did that. Oh, fuck, probably about two and a half years ago. So the price increase on Cuban cigars happened this year. Yep. So that, that price on that uh, Cuba Cohiba Siglo, that's new. Mm -hmm. Like that cigar. And I think most Cuban cigars went up about 15%. And, but Cohiba, some Cohiba, like, I think the highest price increases were 300%. So the range was really like a 15 to 300% increase. And they just got like, some people just got absolutely obliterated on price. Like, and their goal is the same. It's regulate this shit and tax it to the point where it's no longer like conscionable for a regular citizen to do it. Their hope is that rather than outlawing it, which just creates an illegal market for it. They make it so expensive that you just give up and stop doing it. It's the same thing that our government's trying to do here with firearms. You know, they, you know, you got to have capacity limitation on the magazine. The gun's got to break open in the middle to release the magazine. We want to put a serial number on every bullet. We want to make put a, a foregrip on a pistol. Yeah. Stuff like that. The arm brace thing, all of that is designed to basically be, let's just make this so difficult to do that people just sort of disengage and give up on it. And, uh, they have, <laughs> they have underestimated our love for it's not things. working it's not working guys you should make a prohibition what's created we should help the atf with their slogans like surgeon general warnings ah we should have a gun one a gun a surgeon yeah. general warnings for firearms yep. what would it say <clears throat> if you have a gun the chances of blue hair bitches hitting on you it reduces down to negative five <laughs> blue hair bitches okay yes what do you think? What would tr terrify you from getting a gun? I think you could go back to your Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Now you know how I feel. Everybody. Yeah, it's not fun. These shooting these guns will make your hands soft and supple. <laughs> it's like a little massage. I get that. Yeah, yeah. If you don't own a gun, you're gonna lose your dick. Yeah. No, you would. It needs to. It wants you oh. to get away from guns. Other, oh. If you own a gun, you gotta you'll find lose a picture of some like oh. e girl with Doc Martens and be like, if you buy a, if you buy AR fifteen, you're like this bitch. It's a, it's a you're e -girl a Doc, Doc Martens, Martens wearing artsy motherfucker. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the graphic warning label with the chicken Doc Martens and she's got a blue afro and she's holding a blue an mullet, <laughs> a blue mullet. She's holding the AR fifteen and she's like, I love guns. She's like, guns are all about equality of outcome. I don't know. Then there might be a Reddit somewhere where it's like a fetish. They're like, mm. <laughs> where do I find her? Yeah, that's a group of people that don't need a voice quite yet. You can tell <laughs> You can tell governments are overstepping because MN Drummer just came in here and said, my city did that with chicken coops. Make uh, it so complicated to have in town that nobody wants to do it. Which is, and we talked about that here because uh, chickens... So in Flagstaff, Arizona, Flagstaff will give you $500 to build a chicken coop because there's there's substantial evidence that owning chickens reduces the amount of waste output from your house. Yep. And you can reduce the amount of overall waste that goes in the landfills by something like 30 or 40 percent. If like everybody owned a few chickens, if everybody would, owned three chickens. Yeah. Landfills would drop by like 35 percent. Yeah. But like, why would you get rid of chickens? What the hell did chickens do? There's something like, going on up there in the great north then they, they don't want people to live they free lives. They don't want people. Well now there's a federal registry for your vegetable garden. 
Did you know this? Yep. Yeah. There's a government website where you can register your garden. I went on that website and I was like, oh, wow. Because I'm going to do that. Yet? Let me just click, 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 click. Yay, I registered with who the government. Who does that? Like, who's like, you know what I need to do? I need to register reg my vegetables. Right. I need to register my tomatoes ASAP. Fuck. They could you turn into guns that? and kill me. The girl with the blue mullet holding an AR-15 and the graphic warning label on all our guns now. She does that. She goes and light that stuff up. Uh, let's see. David G says chicken coop plus heater plus tarp equals city supported smoking lounge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, chickens. These are all my smoking friends. <laughs> these are my smoking friends. And what are you talking about? All my eggs taste like Nicaraguan tobacco. So I have a buddy that had chickens and his homeowners association was going to make him get rid of them. So he registered all 20 of his chickens as support chickens. Hell so yeah. when he gets a new chicken, he Hell registers yeah. that chicken as a support chicken. And now they're a support animal and he's protected by like medical law. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. James Corey says there was a uh, news story about some country giving every citizen three chickens for that very reason. What do we, we were talking about this. We talked about this country the other day. Do you remember what it was? was I don't remember the country. Or some shit like that. Some country that still makes sense. Somewhere you can go. Did you know what I learned about Switzerland? Switzerland, I was watching something about this this week. They're literally surrounded by mountains. There's only a few ways in and out of Switzerland. And it's all by like bridges Indonesia. through train and stuff. What's that? Indonesia gave, Indonesia gave three that. chickens to citizens. But Switzerland only has a few in, inlets to Switzerland because they're so mountainous around them. They have explosives on all of their bridges. And all of their rail on all their train tracks leading into the country that they did this right during World War II. So literally, if Russia or Germany tried to invade, they could just blow their bridges, cut themselves off from the west. Like that's how dedicated to being neutral they were. Shit. Could you imagine yeah. how dope that job is just to go, yep, that bomb's still good, that bomb's still good, that bomb's still good. $180,000 in the bank. Yeah, I'm like the bomb every checker. six months. Yeah. I would be all about that. That would be a great job to have. And they still have it set up. It wasn't just during World War II. They've like held it over it's since still, World like, War II. Yeah, so apparently, supposedly, it's still a thing. But that's like their commitment to being neutral, which I, I think is fantastic. <laughs> Go Matthew Her Herholt. Sorry, buddy. I grew fully semi-automatic zucchini and have <laughs> unregistered <laughs> ghost chickens. <laughs> <laughs> dude i gotta tell you guys the next prohibition is gonna be weird because you're gonna go into a speakeasy and there's gonna be like some chickens and goats and like a guy with an ar-15 and some vegetables growing on the wall there's Let like me, regular people and shit just like a guy in a trench coat opens it up and it's a bunch of eggs he's like <laughs> 30 dollars for a dozen what do you need a dozen the 18 eggs i got them don't forget the ass let me get that uh eggplant over there let me get that 12 inch <laughs> eggplant. eggplant we're smoking cigars in there and like talking about like normal people things like yeah yeah. People are watching YouTube videos and Cigars Daily Plus. All right, uh, let's get the last one. I live in the free state of Florida, and <laughs> we are free as shit. Nobody here cares what you do. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, we remember that from March 2020, brother. Yeah, that was great. That was <laughs> We remember those times. That sounds fantastic. Well, if you're not already in Florida, you're probably eyeing property there, and maybe you should. Uh, a lot of stuff is going on, but certainly, guys, we're going to continue to hang out here every week. Uh, for Cigars Daily Live and for the after party on Cigars Daily Plus. Thank you for joining us here. And I'll continue to walk on the eggshells and we'll continue to do what we love and, you know, toe the line of getting canceled every single week. 
because we love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Stay tuned for another great episode next week. And this is Tim and the whole crew. We are signing off. And don't forget to take advantage of 25% off. Sitewide works on just about everything with a few exceptions. You can read about it on our homepage and down below. And make sure you check out our podcast this week. Uh, all these episodes will be there so you can listen to them at work or while you're driving or whatever the hell it is you do while you listen to podcasts. I don't understand this stuff once again. Thanks again for watching. This is Tim and the crew. We're signing off. Have a great week. See you all next Sunday. Shit titty bitch.